Delancey Elim Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 in the Delancey Elim Church building at Lake Bank St. Samson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk. seeing you could say goodbye to you and the family and that was quite sad and of course in between times as we all know pastor martin sally and family came and we really got close to them we really got to love them we really got to know them and it was great working with them and but january this year i think it was or the first week of january this year he sat me down he said to me nige he said god's told me i'm going to leave this summer i said oh no you don't mean it and he said yes but then we learned straight away afterwards, the same day, that uh, God really felt, well, you really felt that God wanted you back here. And I know, talking to the folk around here, that uh, everybody's so pleased. It's, it's, it's so easy, isn't it? Because in one sense, we haven't got to get to know yet another pastor. We haven't got to get, go through all that business of, uh, yeah, what's he like, and so on. And uh, he... Uh, he <laughs> And he knows us. Yeah. <laughs> all, our, all our sort of quirky ways. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's really great to have you here. You probably know, I know Pastor John knows, most of the folk here know, that we have a, a vision statement. And it's reach, equip, and send. And I know that's what's on your heart. And, and we really want to reach people for Jesus we really want to equip those of us that are here. And we really want to send out others as well. The year you left, we sent 18 people out of this church, many into full-time ministry uh, and so on. And uh, that's what we want to do. That's our vision as a people. So all I can say from the church, welcome back. <laughs> I'm going to hand over to Steve uh, just in a minute, but um, I just want to uh, just send Eric and Diane's apologies because uh, they would have wanted to be here tonight and, and share as well, but um, they couldn't make it here. So I just wanted to let folks know. But um, Steve, can I just hand over to you? Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Welcome home. <laughs> Is that the right thing to say? Or welcome back? Are you a mug? <laughs> These people love you, though, obviously. And, um, but it's just great that you're, you're coming back, as it were, and being part of what God is doing upon this island. And uh, on behalf of, uh, of Eric, as well as myself, we just wanna, we wanted to say welcome back. It's been three long years for you, maybe. But uh, I want to just want to, I, I prepared this earlier, and, um, uh, and you actually brought it up this afternoon, uh, verse from Isaiah 43. But I want to give it to you in the message version because I know you would like it. All right? Because in the message version, it says this. This is what God says. The God who builds a road right through the ocean. I know you would love that, wouldn't you? Yes. Who carves a path through ponding waves. Wouldn't it be good to walk to England? I know in times past, you would say that. 
But you know, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies, they lie down and they can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. And this is the bit, I think, which, uh, which sort of highlights to you. It says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. You know, be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? It is. There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. Wild animals will say thank you, the coyotes and the buzzards. But because I provided water in the desert, rivers through the sun-baked earth, drinking water for the people I choose. The people I made, especially for myself, a people custom-made to praise me. You've come back to a people that are custom-made. Isn't that good to know? You're custom-made, and you know, I'm sure you all want to welcome uh, John and Angie and the family back uh, to the island, and as they serve you again, and um, as they lead you forward uh, together uh, uh, on churches, on the, the free churches on the island, as we're working closer together than we've ever done for many years, and um, just being united together in certain aspects of our ministry, and you know, it's, it's something that John's got to get used to. But I'm sure that John will just fit in and be loved to be part of, of what's happening on the island already. But he will help us move it forward and move this church forward for the, for the glory of God. But I just want to leave you with this, another verse of scripture in Haggai. You know, Haggai was a prophet that was criticizing the people uh, for holding themselves and looking after their own houses. But... You know, John's come to build the house of the Lord. And this is what it talks about, Zerubbabel. But I want to leave that with you, John. It says, And again the word of the Lord came to Haggai on the 24th day of the month, saying, Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, Sarah. I'm going to say, Speak to John, governor of Delancey Elam, saying, I will shake heaven and earth. I will overthrow the throne of the kingdoms. I will destroy the strength of the Gentile kingdoms. I will overflow, overthrow the chariots and those who ride in them. The horses and the riders shall come down and every one by the sword of his brother. In that day, says the Lord of hosts, I will take you, Zerubbabel, or John, my servant, the son of Shetel, says the Lord, and will make you like a signet ring. And I have chosen you says the Lord of hosts. And I trust that as the days and the years go by, many years go by, that we'll see a signet ring for the glory of God. So welcome back, John and Angie. Lord bless you as we again reunite together and rekindle friendships again. I'm sure God's going to really bless you in this church. Amen. Well, uh, what a day. A day has arrived. That um, My name is Chris Cartwright. I'm the regional leader. And uh, just a while ago, it only seems like yesterday, uh, we met over in uh, the Village Hotel in Wales, uh, just on the edge of Cardiff, and began to explore the possibilities of John and Angie coming back to Delancey, speaking with the, the leaders here. And uh, I just want to give thanks to God for the way that he has opened up this opportunity for them to come and serve 
Delancey Elim Church once again. I want to uh, do two things in the next little while. Firstly, we're going to look into the scriptures together, at God's word, and just uh, a few things that I have on my heart to say, uh, both to the church and to John and Angie as they commence a new season of ministry here. But also, after that, we're going to pray for them and lay hands on them and commission them into a new uh, chapter in the life of this church and also in their lives. And so, just so you know ahead of time, it is Saturday night, it's an unusual night, I guess, to be having a meeting and uh, unusual time, but we're not going to be too long. But what we do, we want to be really significant. So are you with me on that? So as we come to that moment in a little while of praying for them, uh, I'll be inviting the uh, pastors and leaders that are here tonight to come and gather around them, lay their hands on them. But I'm also going to be asking that we'll all stand and that you'll stretch out your hands towards them collectively on behalf of this church and maybe other churches that are represented. Well, if you have a Bible, turn with me to Acts chapter 2. The great thing about the book of Acts is it's like a whirlwind story of the church at its beginnings. It doesn't give huge detail, it gives selective snapshots. We don't have YouTube versions to download or to check out of what these events actually look like. But Luke, Dr. Luke, this great follower of Christ, this early disciple, this man that was... uh, alongside the Apostle Paul in so many of his great adventures for Jesus, writes for us a very carefully chosen version of events driven along by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he gives us in these opening chapters of the book of Acts some real highlights of what God was up to in the life of the early church. So we're just going to read some familiar verses from Acts chapter 2, verse 42 uh, to the end of the chapter. So the disciples and believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everybody was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. They sold their possessions and goods and gave to anyone as they had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You know, the church is a a miracle and it's a mystery, both at the same time. It's a miracle because it's God's idea. The, the, the church of Jesus Christ isn't a man-made institution. It's something that God had on his heart since before the foundation of the world. It's something that Jesus speaks about when he commissions those ordinary bunch of ragamuffin, ragtag disciples to go and reach the world in his name. Ordinary, fallible, flawed men and women that he commissions and, and anoints to go and just be his hands and feet and take him in simple confidence that he'll be with them. But you know, it's also uh, the Father's idea. Jesus speaks with great confidence that there is coming a day when those ordinary believers would go to the ends of the earth and would not only represent him in word, but he would work with them and show his power. 
and change lives and change communities. And it's that church that we see getting started in the book of Acts. And in Acts chapter 2, there is that moment where we hear, kind of catch up on what the Holy Spirit's up to. We hear of this amazing group of people who are from all kinds of different backgrounds, but are brought together by the love of Jesus and the saving power of Christ. They are brought together by a sense that now they have a common purpose and a common goal, a common calling. And in Luke's snapshot there at the end of chapter 2, he begins to just describe this amazing environment and atmosphere when Jerusalem is out there, but they're together of one heart and mind, learning how to do life together, learning how to love one another, learning how to unite themselves in a common cause, the cause of Christ. There would be slaves there, and there would be rich men and women. There would be working men and women. There would be people from all different types of life, and yet they had become one in Christ. There were people from the city, and there were people from the rural setting. In fact, the leaders of this church were from up north. They were Galileans. They didn't want to be in the city. It wasn't their place. It wasn't their space. It wasn't their uh, hometown. They wanted to run home. But Jesus had said, stay because I'm going to do something with you together. And in the midst of that, in this snapshot, there are two things that I think really speak out to me for tonight. I want to say these things, two things to John and Angie, but also to the family and to the wider church family. Here, Luke says, every day, this group of believers continued to meet together in the temple courts. They didn't have their own buildings at that point. They broke bread in their homes. So it wasn't only in the public space. It was in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, and they did life together, praising God and enjoying the favor of the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. There are two things that I see that they had. Number one, they had favor with people. Something was happening amongst this group of believers as they followed Christ where they began to to win the approval. They began to get the favor of the people. I'm still relatively new as a, as a, a regional leader. I've spent 25 years in two city churches in London, in Kensington Temple, for about 12 years, and then 13 and a bit years in Cardiff. And so, stepping out of local church leadership into a a region, a territory, I've been praising Jesus that I've got the Channel Islands on my patch. (laughs) Everywhere I go, I get booed when I say that, particularly amongst my other national leaders. And I say I've got the best region, the most beautiful parts of England and Wales, and the Channel Islands. Thank you, Lord. Whatever I did back there, to do, I did, never did anything to deserve this. But as I'm learning about what church is like out there in other places than the ones I was familiar with, I'm seeing that we're an ordinary bunch of people. We're a, in many ways just a representative people of the communities and the places that we live in. And yet we have an extraordinary God who wants to reach loads of other people through people like us. But I'm learning also that the church is something that Jesus really loves and takes seriously. He's not given up on us, thank you. And thank you, Lord. He's not going to give up on the church. The world may have written the church off, but in God's agenda and God's plan, the church is still the hope of the world. The church is still his way of reaching out. And therefore, it's absolutely vital 
that we get his heart for church and that we understand that he has chosen us for a purpose, that there is a desire in his heart that the church would enjoy favour with the people of our towns and communities. You know, I, I was raised in, in, in ministry with a man by the name of Wynne Lewis, and Wynne was a little Welsh tornado of a man. Wherever he went, he, he uh, challenged people to give their all for Jesus. And I remember being kind of just trained by him in ministry, and there was a time in the church in London back then when God was moving in a remarkable way. It went from hundreds to thousands in a period of about 10 years, and uh, Wynne uh, had a, a great knack as a communicator of getting, just really telling real stories that people would recognize. I remember this particular Sunday when he was just uh, speaking out of the scriptures about the reality of the faith, about the call of, of, of Christ for us to be real people in a real world. And I remember as he began to do that, he just told a story about somebody that had come to see him that week who was moaning to him about the fact that everybody in work was giving her a hard time. And he just took a few moments to talk with her about why, what was going on, and pretty soon he realized that there was a reason why they were giving her a hard time. She was a pain in the proverbial. She was difficult and unreasonable and demanding and self-righteous and was kind of telling everybody how to live their lives. And he, he didn't name the lady, but he used an illustration like that that Sunday morning in service to say, you know, some of us, we, we, we're talking about good news, but we act like the bad news. You know, we've got faces that make it look like we've been sucking lemons all week. And then we're trying to be winsome for Christ and, and win somebody to Jesus. And he just began to commit himself and the church to not to just curry in favor with people, but trusting that Jesus could make the gospel attractive through turning ordinary people inside out and upside down and releasing them into a world more whole, more alive, more full of joy and peace and the power of God because we let him have our hearts and we let him have ourselves. Here was a church that were in the early days of that and there were some people in there that had been forgiven some stuff. Peter was there and he knew what it was to, to be in with the in crowd with Jesus but then he betrayed him. And the wounding words of his own lips would haunt him many times over, but Jesus had forgiven him, restored him. Peter was in the room. There were others in the room that had probably been with the crowd cheering as Jesus was crucified, but they'd been saved and set free. And their lives had been completely changed. And as they came together, they began to enjoy favor. They began to enjoy favor. The world began to look to them and think there's something that they have. Wouldn't it be wonderful if our society, if our towns, if our cities and our communities would begin to see something in the church that is so like Jesus that they want to be with us. They want to be with us because they think that if they get near to us, they might find him. And you know, I, I just can't help but say today that you guys enjoy favor here. You've been asked back. That doesn't happen too often. <laughs> you know them and you invited them back. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's truly wonderful and it's quite unusual. And I just want to underscore that. And I believe the Holy Spirit would want to underscore that. These are good leaders. These are good people. 
and you've invited them back to come and lead you into a new season of ministry. I believe that speaks volumes about the church and it speaks volumes about John and Angie and the family. And I want to say tonight, let's invest every bit of faith, every bit of expectancy into what God is going to do with such an unusual series of events that have led us to this point. Favour is not to be sniffed at. When the world begins to look to the church and to look to the believers because they're curious about them, they, they, they want to know, then you can be sure that God's at work. When the people of God look to leaders uh, with, with, with a sense of, of, of favor upon their lives, that's something that exhibits that God's at work. So they, had the, they, they enjoyed favor with the people. You enjoy favor with people here. God's going to extend that. Trust him for that. That he'll give you access and influence and favor with people in the community. But also we want to not only prophesy it, but, but, but call it forth that there will be in God's agenda and God's plan for this church a growing sense of him wanting to bless you with favor with those in the community. That's not just because we want it to be so, but because he wants it to be so. The second thing is they had favor with God. More important than anything, more important than the elders like you and that the, the church like you, is the sense that you would walk in favor with God. It's been a joy. One of the, the thrills is that I can commend John and Angie coming back to you knowing that they did great in Wales, <laughs> that people didn't want them to leave, that they weren't chased out of town. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, 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 and so it is with confidence that we say that they, they walk already in the things of God. The, the Spirit of God is upon them. But we are going to pray actively that there will be a new anointing, a new separating, a new empowering of this man and this woman and this family to serve you and to serve in, these, in this island and these islands for Christ. So those two aspects, the favor of the people and the favor of God. That's what we're praying for tonight. In many induction services, and, uh, 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 which is a, a funny old word anyway, it's babies that get induced, isn't it? It's, it's, I never did quite get that title that we use. Um, in many induction services, we will be introducing a pastor and his family to a church. Uh, that's not the case here. In fact, you know him better than I do, <laughs> many of you. But... This is something that we nonetheless have high hopes for. There will be a need for some uh, freshness upon all that's done. I did just want to uh, make a couple of comments about that. Just a few years ago, there was a very famous uh, uh, sporting event where Liverpool football team I'm not a supporter of Liverpool, but I did watch the match. They were 3-0 down at half-time in the biggest game that they had known for more than, well, 15 years or so, nearly 20 years. It was the European Cup final, the European Champions League final, 3-0 down at half-time. They were written off. They were absolutely being annihilated. Any football fans here? Yeah. And then something happened. They went in for half-time. I don't know what the team talk was like. We never quite got the transcript of that, but something happened. They came out and they were different men. <laughs> they were a different team. 
Back to three all, the draw. Final whistle went. They played extra time. It was still three all. And then they went to a penalty shootout where Liverpool beat AC Milan and the rest is history. It was called the comeback of the century. It was called the greatest sporting comeback. And over this summer, we've had a few others that have been uh, up there or at least to be compared. I couldn't help but think about a second half of ministry as John and Angie come back to Delancey Elim. And partly, uh, my mind was racing with that one. But you know, I'm reminded that God never does the same thing exactly the same way. He is a God of freshness. And that even as they come for what is another season of ministry, I want to ask you to allow them to be themselves. These years on, they won't just be quite the same as you remember. Now, I'm saying, I mean this in the best possible way. It's only three years. They don't look so different. <laughs> I'm on very shaky ground right now, so I'm going to back off there. But would you allow them to come and be the, men, the, the man and woman of God that they are right now in this season? And over the next period of time, to allow them to come as fresh in God, to lead you forward. I know you will. I know that will be your desire and your prayer. And I am also praying that they might see you afresh as a church. Some will, many will have been in the church previously. Others may have joined. And, and, and their challenge in God and charge will be to see this church fresh in this season and to have fresh faith and hope and belief and energy for all that God wants to do in the adventure of Delancey Elim. Also in the island as part of Elim, we had a great day today, just praying together as leaders here, and the uh, leaders from our Jersey Elim Church uh, came over. They're in a new season, having joined two congregations together into one new church, uh, not as a retreat, but as a way of advancing in that island in the coming years. And we just prayed together and heard each other's hearts today. We recognize that in the coming season we want to see God do great things through Elim on the island, but not only through Elim, because we're part of a bigger family and a bigger kingdom that is his absolute heart's desire to see extended in this place. So I want to say that this is not just about a second half. It's about all that God wants to release into your lives at this time and into the life of this church and this island. We were talking about fresh things earlier on. And the freshness of God is promised to all those that will dwell and abide with him. So to see familiar things and people and situations and areas in a fresh way is the challenge of those that walk in faith. But God promises that he will give insight and revelation. That he will give not only the sense of a new thing, but the awareness that he's already doing it. He's already begun. See, everything that God does, he prepares in advance. He's never caught out by events, and he's never surprised. He's always a God who prepares. One of my joys in talking to uh, the leaders here was of the... The, 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 the desire that was already quickened in them to invite John and Angie back to lead the church. 
So great pressure uh, was relieved at that point. And we're beginning to think about who's the right person to come in and lead a church. The great joy of knowing that God's already spoken, already sown into that situation. And I just want to encourage you as a church, as churches here on the island, to know that God's ahead of us already. If anything, much of what he does with us is just prepares our hearts to catch up with him, to come into what he's already doing and already uh, releasing amongst us. Let's just bow our heads for a moment. In just a second or two, we're going to be praying for John and Angie. It's a new day, church. It's a new day, John and Angie. It's a new day for your lives and ministries together. And we are tonight going to ask God to do something extraordinary in the bringing together of a church and a couple who serve Jesus in Christian ministry. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the adventure of church. Lord, so often we forget to see the bigger picture that you're doing in using people like us to bring your life, your love, your liberty to neighborhoods and communities and families and people in each and every place. Here in this island, in this place, would you let your kingdom come? Would you pour out your spirit afresh? And we will give you glory as the next chapter unfolds in the adventure of Delancey Elam. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to ask uh, you all to stand, if you would, and John and Angie to come and join me at the front. And also, if I could ask those that are uh, pastors here tonight and the local leaders here to come and surround them. If you would come now, we're going to pray for them. There's just a few verses of Scripture that I want to read before we pray. And they're from 2 Timothy chapter 4. They're powerful words. Paul, the man of God, great church leader and pioneer, is writing to Timothy, his young son in the faith, who's pastoring the church in Ephesus. And he writes these words that we've taken in our uh, commissioning services and induction services all over the country. We use these words regularly because we think that they speak about the holy calling of God upon a man and a woman, upon a a person in Christian leadership. And they remind them tonight of what they've already committed to. These are not new words to them. They've already surrendered their lives to follow Jesus obediently wherever he calls them to be. But we're quickening them tonight and saying, Holy Spirit, come and give them all that they need to fulfill your personal call upon their lives. So here they are. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead... And in view of his appearing and his kingdom. John and Angie, we give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct and rebuke and encourage with great patience and with careful instruction. For the time will come when men and women will not put up with sound teaching. But to suit their own desires will gather around them. Teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They'll turn this way and that. But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. And discharge 
all the duties of your ministry. In Jesus' name, we pray. Church, stretch out your hands towards them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to put your favour and your anointing afresh on John, on Angie. Come, Holy Spirit. Her obedience to come, we believe, was, was born of God. And we ask you to seal it, Lord, with your presence, with your power upon their ministry, with fresh vision for the lives of those that you commit to their charge. And great faith for all that's ahead. Let this be, Lord, a new day. A time when you'll draw people to them and to this church, to the, to the many that, 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 Lord, have over the years been sent out to here. We are, from here, we ask you to add others that will be equipped here and that will be changed here, that will be released here. And, Lord, will find their purpose and their destiny in the adventure of this church. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Fresh. Lord, we thank you for your word. You have said many words over them. Lord, two or three years ago, you were already speaking to their hearts. Fifteen months ago, Lord, there was a specific word that you were bringing them back. Lord, every step of the way. Then, Lord, when, when things started happening, Lord, you have opened to their hearts, to our hearts, those things that you want to do in the church by your people. So many times, Lord, over the last few months, you have said, it won't be just the leaders. It will be all of us together. We will serve under their leadership. But we will do it together as your team in Guernsey. It's your team in Delancey. So, Lord... We look forward to what you have called us to. And Lord, we look to the people, Pastor John and Angie, that you have called to lead us. We commit ourselves to you and to them. We are there to serve in your name. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you. Please be seated. I'm going to ask if John and Angie would uh, like to just say something by way of uh, uh, response tonight. And uh, then I guess, are we going to sing another song and, yeah. and then close? That would be great. I just want to say it's just amazing. Just, I'm just amazed that we're stood here tonight and just want to give God all the glory and all the praise. And um, I just want to say really that, you know, it's a beautiful island it's amazing but we're not here because it's so beautiful <laughs> not not just not just because it's so beautiful but no wells is is beautiful wells is a beautiful land and you know i've got to say that because this time next week i'm going to have a welsh son-in-law so 
So I have to say that. But no, I just want to say that we're here because we believe it's a command from Jesus. Back, back along when we were really praying and seeking God, I felt God saying when he spoke to Simon, he said, put out into the deep water and let down your nets. And Simon answered and said, Master, but we've toiled all night. And I remember that standing out to me and thinking, well, we've toiled in Guernsey. Well, I don't understand God. And I felt that word, nevertheless, it your word. And that really spoke to my heart that, you know, that we're here in obedience to his word. And our constant prayer has been your plans and your purposes for our lives, you know, and for this church, not our plans, not mine, not John's, not the girls, but his plans for our lives. And we prayed that daily, your plans and your purposes for, for us and, and for this church. And we just want to say thank you, Delancey. Thank you from people for hearing from God and Chris and, and, you know, just thank you and for receiving us back, you know, and I just pray that we can serve you with humility and love and compassion and, and passion for God. And, you know, we just come back humbled by the awesomeness of God, knowing that, you know, that we can do nothing of ourselves but we're here under the, in the grace and mercy of God. And we know that we can do nothing without his anointing. There was one thing that Peter learned, that with a command from Jesus, that he could do anything. Okay. How can you follow that? That's good. Thank you. Yeah, just to, uh, just to really say a big thank you, warm welcome we see. People have been so wonderful in their words of encouragement and the real love we sense since we've been here. And I think we do feel we, be, we come back home. It's that sense in our hearts that we feel very much that we, we feel very much back home. And it, it has been a journey for us, I think, has been already said. There's been different steps along the way, often obstacles, all kinds of things that come up. But it's amazing how God's sort of eventually connected everything together. It's just amazing over... Almost a journey, a period of time, as certain things came together, prophetic works came, we had dreams, and just incredible ways God just connected it together. And uh, I think Steve stole some of my thunder a little bit there. And, but I'll forgive you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just that, again, Isaiah 43, it's just been so much part of our journey, really. Uh, because it says we're not coming back kind of reinventing the old thing, because uh, we know that's not going to work anyway. Uh, we want to come with a fresh word for a fresh season, for a fresh direction. And again, it's come over us. Forget the former things. That has been something that's come over us. Forget the former things. Forget the way things used to be, the things that worked, and maybe some of the things that didn't work. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, we just know this is a new season, new day, new word, new beginning. Uh, and so we're just looking forward to what lies ahead, really. And just appreciate the leaders as well, sir. The risk in many ways they took really to step out in that and hold on to what they felt God was saying, which has been something that we really appreciate. So thank you so much for your love. Thank you for your welcome. And just thank you for all your support. So we look forward to serving you in the, in the days ahead. Okay, thank you. Amen. Also, just to say uh, on my behalf and on behalf of the National Leadership Team, the tremendous um, uh, way that this has been handled by the local leadership and the church here. We honor you and appreciate so much your love and your grace, particularly in that over the summer things were still unresolved and it was only 
with, uh, with some haste that Martin and Sally moved away to get their children to school. And, and that is very unusual, but you were so gracious in allowing them to do that. And it has been much appreciated on the ground by the guys in Clenetley as well that they've gone to. Here I said that, Clenetley. And, uh, but uh, I want to say it is, it is uh, to your credit um, and has been very, very much, uh, well, just, just well received in our wider movement that the church was willing to be flexible. Uh, and uh, uh, we, we honor you for that. I had a, a text earlier on I said to John from David and Jackie Walker uh, from Romsey. Uh, it's amazing how many people have got Jersey connections and Ger sorry, Guernsey connections out there. <laughs> That's nearly as bad as me when I was in, in, in Cardiff pastoring City Temple, half English, half Welsh, talking about England winning the Rugby World Cup. I got booed off the stage that day. How many people have Guernsey connections all over Elin? There are people that have either served here or are married to somebody from here. But David and Jackie wanted to particularly let you know that they've been praying for you and are very excited about what's ahead. And I know that uh, uh, John and David have been meeting from time to time. He's been having some mentoring input into David's life ministry. And they're doing a great job in Romsey. They're doing wonderfully there. God's really moving in that church. Uh, but they did want particularly uh, just to say that they're thinking of you and praying for you and uh, looking forward to all that God does. As we know that today has been about John and Angie and the family, if they've joined you here as a church. But I just really felt that I was sat there uh, just before we sang the last song. Church, it's time to rise up. John and Angie can do absolutely nothing in their own strength. In God, they can do so many things. But it's a church together. You need to rise up and conquer this land. You know, the Israelites, there was a time they had Joseph. There was the Israelites. Sometimes they had Joshua, Moses. For, for you here, you've got John, a man of God. But you need to rise up and take this land for God. And so, Father, we just want to thank you for your touch, your leading, your guiding. And we pray now, Lord, that this church together will rise up under John and Angie's leadership, that they will know the blessings of God far surpass any blessing that has been upon this church in the years past. That, Lord, that this is a day of new things. And as it's a day of new things, we believe without a shadow of doubt that God's hand will be in it all. So help us as a church to rise up and to take that which you're asking us to take. And so bless us, we pray. Bless this island. In the name of Jesus, we ask you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Elim Church. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk. Thank you.